Am I gonna be arrowing down? It's the show the establishment that, warned you about. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Okay. And thank you for choosing to join us today on the Ask Dr. Tommy Show. Actually, the Dr. Tommy Show. Sorry. Ask Dr. Tommy's old nomenclature. And you are joining us live from Wesley Chapel, Florida, soon to be live from Lutz, Florida, when we move over to our new location, which is currently underway. It is approximately two, three weeks until we start in the new office in Lutz. Yes. Who wants to come help us? We still have openings for uh, laminate layers, uh, upstairs painters. Cabinet installers. Uh, mulch installers. Gutter cleaners. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else? That's probably it. That's about all we have left. We have the plumber lined up. Mm-hmm. One of our... One of the good things about and having movers. a concierge practice is you have multiple business owners who are business owners and so they have so we have anyway short stories we have plumber one of our members is a plumber and one of our members or not one of our members but one of our sponsors is atlas md which is the membership medicine medical software that you need to have if you are a concierge medicine or direct primary care doctor and to use atlas md all you have to do is go to doctor ask drtommy.com and click on special offer for atlas md and then you can use atlas md for free for 60 days which is 30 days longer than normal and that will entitle you to full access and all you have to do is put in a few demographic information your your license uh, put in your um, your address put in your name and then within about five minutes really you'll have the most i think uh, up-to-date as far as technology is concerned, membership medicine software that you could possibly even imagine at this point. We have a kind of a hodgepodge today because uh, we've had kind of a hodgepodge, I don't know, week, I guess, between going to this office here working Mm -hmm. and then what? Well, and then at the the new office, you know, painting, we've been there pretty much every day trying to paint. Uh Um, We have Christmas we're preparing for. I'm yeah. trying to wrap gifts and do what I need to do. It, it's been busy. Yep. And then we have, um, we went on a trip. We did. It was fun, wasn't so it? So for those of you listening who watched or listened last week, there was a secret trip that we went to, and it was to Jacksonville, Florida, by way of... Um, well, we stayed in Keystone, Keystone Heights first, but then we did go to Jacksonville um, on Thursday. And we stayed at the... Mike Rose Rose Goldhead Branch S- Branch State Park, mm-hmm. which was uh, in a historic cabin, and we actually have a video of it at the end, so we'll show you that video. It's one of the oldest uh, state parks in um, Florida, state of Florida. It was built in the 30s by the Civilian Conservation Corps, which, if you are familiar with your history, is a make-work program that the government came up with during the Great Depression in order to put people to work. And one of the things they did was go around and build a bunch of different parks that still stand today. And so it was interesting um, staying there because we were looking at the cabin and it looks like it was built not long ago. Yes, it was, it was most definitely built um, out of good quality wood by good quality men, mm-hmm. maybe women too, I don't know. But it, it was definitely, um, it was really unique and uh, 
It was really nice to stay there. And, you know, so the cabin that, or the sleeping area mm-hmm. was, I think that was their original. And I believe that the kitchen area and possibly the bathroom were additions. Yeah, I think the kitchen was at some point, I an don't addition know, because but... if you look at the building on the outside, it looks like a cabin. And then you can almost envision how they built this other part on. And the wood is different in there. The wood is different and the temperature was different. Yeah. It was, it was so freezing in the other part of the cabin. Yeah. So I think probably it was an addition. Mm, I think so too. But it had a Maybe it wood, was an wood um it had a fireplace inside and it was just really cozy. There's sixteen cabins there. Nine of them are the historic cabins, and then six of them are quote unquote modern, which means they have block construction and they also have uh, central heat and air. And then two of those six are ADA accessible. And they're beautiful. And they're right on Little Lake Johnson. Ours was the closest to the lake. Um, it's a small little lake. It was nice. And you can rent a canoe. Uh-huh. Um, take it. We didn't do that. But you can rent a canoe. There's trails to walk. Um, we went. We seen two deer, remember? We did. And there's unfortunate history there of a Miller family. So if you watch our video at the end, you'll see a little... We talk about that a little bit about the the Miller family and what happened to them. That poor Miller boy at Little Lake Johnson. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things that we went to do was the Trans Siberian Orchestra. Gosh, how awesome was that? It was fun. Holy was cow! Awesome. If you've never seen them, and or if you don't know what they are, Trans Siberian Orchestra is a, a group a band. Two there's actually two of them. There's an East and West band. Although I think they both tour the same areas. Anyway, there's an East and West band. And what it is, is it's a group of musicians who uh, perform Christmas music, but it's Christmas music with an edge a lot of times. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's just beautiful singing, but mm-hmm. a lot of times it's Christmas music with like Rock a heavy out, metal. Head thrashing, yes. pole so, dancing, a little yeah. bit of pole dancing. A little bit of pole dancing, a little bit of uh, Silent Night, Holy Night, mm-hmm. followed by pole dancing with uh, building its on fire. It looks like hell. Yes. And it was really awesome. And the, the origins of the band is a group called Sabotage, which actually, if you if you are from the Tampa Bay area, you may remember Sabotage. And they actually were tied in with WYNF, 95 WYNF. And I believe they had uh, some, somehow they were uh, W 95 WYNF uh, gave them some money or something to start out. Anyway, Sabotage was a metal band in the nineties. And then there was a producer Named Paul O'Neill. So if you remember last year, unfortunately. No, this year. This year, I'm sorry. This year in June. Paul O'Neill died. Mm -hmm. Paul O'Neill was the producer of Sabotage and later founded the Trans-Siberian Orchestra with members of Sabotage or the core members of Sabotage. And they made two studio albums. And then they started touring in 1999. Mm -hmm. And after that, they became one of the most... uh, uh, most successful touring acts of the 2000s continuing till today mm-hmm. and so today there's two groups there's a uh, like i said an east and west group and they're they, they play the same thing they have this amazing performance stage which moves and has lights and it's fire b- unbelievable the projectors the screens behind them that look 3d yes I mean, it really, it, it, it's not even, I don't know, you can, it doesn't even look like a screen. Yeah, Madison was watching a video of it that was taken on a cell phone, and she herself was saying, is that real? Mm-hmm. Are those, I mean, that looks like a building is there. Yes, that tiger that jumped, it was like he was jumping out at us. It's a, it is amazing. It and was it a sounds, great experience. It felt like we were there for three hours. And when I left, it, when we left, I thought, well, surely it's going to be 1130. And it was only, and we were only there for two hours and change. But they put on such a performance, so so much is packed into it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's amazing. And plus, they're all over the um, arena. 
you know, yes. they're in the front, they're on the out. sides, they're up the high, they're down moves, low. The stage goes up and down. And so the, the one we saw was the ghost of Christmas Eve. Mm -hmm. So they have a program that basically is like an album. And it runs and it has this interactive video and it tells a story of uh, this one happened to be about a, a girl who was living on the streets and then was able to connect with her family. And uh, so that was the story. And then they break. Well, they don't break, actually. Then they say, okay, thank you. And uh, Al Petrelli, who is, I think it's Petrelli, who's a former member of Megadeth, is the band leader. So uh, he was a lead guitarist, and he starts to address the audience, and he, he talks about Paul O'Neill and why they do what they do. And then they go into the second set, which is just greatest hits of, uh, of um, the orchestra. Mm -hmm. And boy, there is some heavy stuff there. Yeah, it was awesome. It was amazing. It was both of our first time doing it, and mm -hmm. I, I definitely would love to see it again and take the girls. So if you've never seen them, you mm -hmm. need to really uh, do it. And they're going to be performing all over in uh, several states. They were states. just here. They were, um, what's it called, Amali? Amali Arena. I don't know why I can never remember that. Amali Arena. Um, I think Saturday and Sunday, maybe this past week. It has to. Be, it had to have been this past week. I think it was this past weekend. But anyway, because you do a, a few things on the weekend, we had to drive to Jacksonville because yeah. uh, that was the only Thursday showing um, in the state of Florida. Eighteen tractor trailers it takes to haul their stage show. It's amazing. Uh, so mm -hmm. check it out. It's Trans Siberian Orchestra, and uh, if you're listening to it, uh, there's also a, another band out there called Mannheim Steamroller. They are similar, but not to be confused, in that they both have a popular music twist to the music of Christmas. Uh, but Mannheim Steamroller, I think, has been around longer. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, Trans-Siberian Orchestra and Mannheim Steamroller are both two new growing uh, Christmas traditions that people are... Mannheim Steamroller, um, where are they going to be? Do you know where they're going to be performing? Do they come to Florida? I'm sure they do. Because I don't, I don't really hear, you don't hear much about them. Well, you know, I heard about Mannheim Steamroller because Rush plays Mannheim Steamroller every Christmas. That's how I know who Mannheim Steamroller is. Well, I've, I mean, I've heard of them, but I just don't see, I don't hear them talking about it as right. much on the radio and I don't see well, it's a little tickets bit, popping up, you know. It's more symphonic uh, type of music rather than this heavy metal. Mm -hmm. It's more of kind of like. I don't know. It's different. It's a little bit different, but it's, it's probably still good. I haven't seen them. No, I haven't either. Uh, so anyway, that's cool. Try and be an mm. orchestra. That was my uh, Christmas, right? That was your Christmas That's present. it though? Nothing else, huh? What do you mean nothing else? No, it was fun. That's all I want for Christmas. You had a trip and stayed in a cabin for two days. Kaylee's getting her two and, front teeth for Christmas, it looks like. <laughs> she so is. she's good. Nothing else for her. That's it. That's, two front teeth. Yeah, Kaylee um, will not be happy with that either. Two front teeth. Yeah. But yes, thank goodness she's getting her teeth. She hasn't been able to eat apple for quite some time now. Also wanted to talk about, you know, I was going through my email and I, I came across this old email. I kept it. And I just think it's interesting for all of you doctors out there or any of you are employed doctors. You know, I, I, I really do. Um, I really think that un, unemployed. I think I think unemployed doctors have one of the hardest jobs now in healthcare. And why do you say mm -hmm. that? Well, because the things that they are made to do um, are sometimes at odds with where they would like to do with the patients mm -hmm. because of artificial constraints of the third-party payer system. And I was looking at this uh, email that I heard this email. This was posted to my Facebook account back in the day uh, after I left a multi-specialty group. And this was from a patient. And this was public record, so it doesn't matter if I read it. I'm not going to use a name. But anyway, it says uh, this was after I left a 
multi-specialty group and I had sent the multi-specialty group a letter that I thought we should send to the patients and then they never really got back to me and they ended up sending out their own letter, which mm -hmm. was apparently very perfunctory. Anyway, so I get this message <clears throat> on my social media account, Tommy McRoy MD. It says, I would have rather been informed of your relationship status change with blank directly by you than to have received a stupid letter today from some corporate idiot I don't even know telling me my future relationship with you is terminated. You dropped the ball on this one big time. Extremely in capital letters. Disappointed. Guess my wife and I need to start all over again for a medical provider. So where, was, where was this posted? On my Tommy McElroy MD site. Really? Back in the day. So that's just an idea of the kind of things that, so obviously it wasn't my idea to do this, but he doesn't know that. And so. Well, he doesn't know that, but he also should not have assumed. But that's the thing is, why not? I mean, you go to the doctors, like we talked about before, you go to the doctor's office, you assume that your poor performance of the, uh, the, the care that you get is because that's the way they like to do things. Mm -hmm. But a lot of times there's a lot of stuff behind the scenes that you have no idea about as a patient. That's, that's absolutely correct. Right. You know, so you think that the people up front are, uh, rude to you because they have you there sitting with 20 patients. When actually, that's just the way that they do business. That's mm -hmm. the business model. Mm -hmm. It'd be like if you were upset that uh, your hamburger at McDonald's was not cooked uh, to your order. Well, they don't do it that way. They cook hamburgers to everyone. They cook all the same. That's their business model, mass production of hamburgers. And they're not going to make one medium for you and make one well done for someone else and make one a little bit bigger for someone else. It's all the same. And so when you go to uh, see an employed doctor, and if you didn't have a good experience, it's not necessarily that doctor's fault. It's a lot of different people's, not a lot of people's different faults. And what there really is, is it's the fault of the system. Mm -hmm. The system being the uh, system that is dysfunctional, that hopefully is being going to be eradicated as we go forward. And that's why we do what we do here as right. concierge medicine practices, we're doing our part to restore the humanity to medicine. Right. If you're working for someone else, you're going to follow their rules. And that's just, that's the way it is. You know, yeah. so when you're a doctor and they want you to see two patients at five o'clock, or I'm sorry, not five o'clock, let's say three o'clock mm -hmm. and for 10 minutes at a time, how can a doctor possibly do that? They've overbooked them. That happens all the time. And, um, and then this doctor is supposed to see this patient in 10 minutes, it cannot be done. And then cannot go back be done properly. and do all these click boxes. That... And, and do their notes yep. and, you know, return emails and phone calls. And now with uh, the merger of CVS and Aetna, I've seen that they're going to start using the in-store CVSs as primary care clinics. I, yes. I and so that. they have took... They have said they're going to be like direct primary care. So can you imagine, Sam, going to the doctor and they're like, "Oh, who's your doctor? Oh, it's in CVS." A lot of people will like that. They do because because it's convenient. Like mm -hmm. There's no appointment needed. Exactly. You, you just, can just walk in. Yeah. Hey, I'm feeling like my blood pressure's a little high. Mm -hmm. Maybe get my cholesterol checked. That's the way. The oh, can world. we do my pap while I'm here? How about my breast exam? Yeah. Um, yes, it's it is convenient for patients. I mean, I, I can I don't see think why anything. I can wrong see why people. It. I, I think well if it's going to be primary care mm -hmm. I, yes I guess I mean, you know I mean, it's just strange I to me do it, but I don't think there's anything wrong with having the option I think it's great because it makes people realize that there's different options outside of what's currently available which is you get a booklet in the mail which is ridiculous because I don't know if they still do that or not but booklets know. are like from the 1980s that's like ordering that'd be like if people shop for christmas through the sears catalog now mm -hmm. you get a booklet with doctors and then on your in your uh that you can look through 
anyway, I think it's good that people have options. I think it's good that uh, the. I hope what it does is open people's ideas up to what is actually mm. uh, health care versus health insurance. And that's mm-hmm. one of the big dilemmas we have. I saw um, Kevin Wakazi, who was on our show a couple weeks ago, he has been invited to speak at the uh, AAPS um, Strive, Thrive, not not Thrive, not Survive conference. Anyway, they put on a yearly conference where they tell doctors about how to escape from third party practices and start their own practice. And so he's been invited to speak there. Anyway, he always talks about that on Twitter as you know, healthcare is not health insurance, and it's like beating a drum to try to make people understand that. And so, when people understand that healthcare and health insurance don't necessarily aren't equivalent, then they'll be more open to new ideas like membership medicine. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I just thought that was funny when I found that, and I was like, oh, I remember that. Yeah. Well, anyway. I guess he's not going to come here and join us uh, since well, he seems so yeah. angry. Well, whatever. Um, so the other thing I wanted to talk about was my father turned 69 years old. Yes. Happy birthday, Keith. Keith McElroy. And he's in, he lives in Wapwallapin, Pennsylvania. And, uh, dad is 69 now. And I remember, Oh, what was it? Gosh, seems like not long ago. My dad was, uh, we're just talking about it yesterday in his forties. My dad was working at a, uh, reclamation project. So my dad, Brief history. My dad met my mom in the Philippines that I'm aware of. My dad grew up in Lakeland, uh, Lakeland, Florida. Uh, our family goes back to Florida since Florida was founded and uh, in the 1820s and before that from uh, Scott-Irish uh, origins through Georgia and North Carolina. Anyway, that's one side of the family. So my dad was uh, born and raised in Lakeland, and then at, he went and joined the Navy after a couple stints in college, which... Uh, didn't work out because he just lost interest. And so he went and joined the Navy and then he was in the Navy and then he met my mother. And at that time, my mother had a little baby named Fred and uh, they got Fred. married. <laughs> <laughs> they got married and they moved back to what was it? Great Lakes, Illinois. Mm-hmm. And then uh, they had another baby mm-hmm. named Tommy. And Tommy. then they moved to Florida. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> and then they had a baby named Kevin and a baby named Melinda. Anyway, so in the... In this meantime, when I was growing up, my dad used to work at the mines, and then he worked at different lumber yards. So he worked for Wicks, which was in uh, Lakeland, Florida. He worked for Lowe's, and he worked for this uh, company called Joiner Lumber. And then he he worked for a company that was uh, doing reclamation of, of uh, mines called, I think it was Sutherland, Sutherland, Teddy Sutherland. My dad was talking yesterday saying, yeah, he used to go and do these jobs so fast, and the owner wanted to string these jobs out. Cause he's like, you're, you're working too hard. Cause it, he gets a, like the owner says, look, I can reclaim this pit. It's going to take me, you know, a year when he could really do it in six months, maybe, mm-hmm. but he gets paid for a year to do it. And so my dad would show up and my dad being a hard worker, would just knock it out. And he actually got pissed at my dad for doing that. <laughs> you Keith, you have to slow down. And so one time my dad applied to be a, a prison, uh, a jail, work in the jails, mm-hmm. deputy sheriff working in the corrections officer. And then this guy, this owner actually told the people that were, they called for reference. And they, my dad, they told my, the, the guy told them that my dad was like, he likes to go his own way, makes his own rules, kind of a loose cannon type, you know? Mm-hmm. So they said, well, the hell, we're not hiring him. So my dad didn't get hired. So mm-hmm. what did my dad do? My dad said, no, the hell with this. So he became a, so, a security guard. Mm-hmm. He used to call it train killer. 
because they, they 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 took it seriously. He had a he had a captain, and his name was Richard. My dad called him Captain Dick. Oh, that's anyway, nice. He was like the sheriff, and he he thought he was like he was like the old time sheriff to my dad. He was like telling my dad like, yeah, before I was before uh, before I showed up, there was people hiding in the bushes, but he came in, he straightened it all out. You know, he's like a Wyatt Earp. And so my dad, uh, my dad was security guard. And then he said, he didn't want to do that forever. So my dad started going back to school in the four at in his forties. And he started going to Lakeland at uh, USF Lakeland back when it was before it was Polk state college and um, PCC and Lakeland had a joint campus. Anyways, he went to USF Lakeland and uh, he started getting his degree, and then he ended up finally becoming a teacher in his, I think he was in the early 40s. Anyway, all this is to say is my dad has been through a lot and actually had a heart attack in his 40s. I know that's very scary for you. Yeah, well, in his 40s, So, but he's been alive since then. And I remember thinking when he had that heart attack, I thought every year, maybe the last year that he's around. Because it was, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, when someone has, but here he is, age 69. He's had a couple strokes too, right? He did. Mm-hmm. Age 69 and uh, still living. And uh, he lives in Pennsylvania with my stepmother, uh, Kathy, who will have a, a birthday next month. January 28th, right? Yep. Yeah, and so uh, Keith, if you're listening, you should be receiving a package, I believe, tomorrow, 21st. Birthday package. Mm-hmm. I didn't tell him yesterday. I wouldn't be a surprise. Mm-hmm. My dad likes to watch the internet. I don't know if he watches our show, but he, he watches a lot of stuff. Well, maybe he watches like my mom. With it on mute. Yeah. That's how, <laughs> good thing she doesn't listen to the podcast on mute. <laughs> it's funny because um, you know social media for doing what we do sometimes isn't that useful. So when I put, like right now I've posted that this show is live, but mm-hmm. I posted it on Facebook, Oops. but I posted it to my personal Facebook account because mm-hmm. if I post it on my media account, my business account, it'll have like a reach of 10. Yes, because they want you to spend $20 mm-hmm. to boost the post yeah. and then it will reach thousands. Right. You, you know, I don't think Facebook is worth so much money. You know, the, mm-hmm. the capitalization is... I don't know if you did the market capitalization. I think they said it's worth more than, I don't know, excuse me, something crazy. More worth more than McDonald's, I think, which McDonald's actually owns property. Like if, if, if something happened tomorrow and McDonald's couldn't sell hamburgers, they own a lot of property that they could sell. Facebook is a, what is it? It's a software program mm-hmm. with a lot of names and numbers and data. Mm-hmm. But anyway, the point of it is, is if Facebook's like nickel and diamond people like me to get money, to promote my thing. I mean, where is it, where are they headed? Well, I mean, they're going to continue they, with doing exactly what they're doing. I mean, because people love Facebook. But for how long? I mean, well, how it, long is, is people going to be loving Facebook in 20 years? Well, you know, I don't know. My, uh, what was it? The I mean, what lasts my, for that long? MySpace. Yeah, Do you know MySpace is apparently still around? It is. I didn't even know that. It is, but it's not, well, I think, you don't know of it. Well, Facebook is nice um, because... You can share pictures. Now, I personally like Instagram the best. Yeah. You know, I like it the most because you post pictures. You don't see any nasty comments um, or people's not. There's not. There's no negative posts on Instagram. Instagram is is by far the best. Mm-hmm. But Facebook, people like it for sharing all their personal experiences, their negative experiences. You know, there's just so much people can express on Facebook. But is and it going to be? That. Is it worth the the? Is it worth as much as it is? 
Apparently so. I mean, in 40 years, is Facebook going to be around? How many people is on Facebook? How many do you think? But I'm saying in 25, 30 years, is Facebook going to be around? Well, Are we going to have computers like this anymore? I don't know. I'm not sure. But, you know, if there's if it's not Facebook, there'll be something else. Well, that's what I'm saying. It may be something else. But what's going to happen to all these people that are invested in Facebook right now? No, think like about AOL. all the pictures. You know, at one point, well, that's true, all, all those pictures. At one point, AOL bought Time Warner. Okay. Merged and bought them, quote unquote. Um, so now AOL's basically an internet site now. You don't but really. But it used to be this big thing. Yes. Now you don't hear. You, ne- you never hear anyone say AOL. I know, but that's what my point is. is so what's going to happen to Facebook? Anyway, all that's to say is uh, that's why I, I posted. I just noticed that I posted it. I posted it on my site rather than the Time Macro MD because one or. Ten people may see it if I post on Time Mac or Andy. I think Facebook's going to be around for a long time yeah. because you can sell things on Facebook. Well, you, there's networking you can do on Facebook. You can do just regular, um, you know, socializing with your family and your friends I on Facebook. I guess a lot of people buy ads. There's, yeah, you can buy ads. You can boost your post. You can advertise your business. There's a yeah. lot that you can do on Facebook. I tell you, we bought ads before, and they hardly didn't pay for anything. Nothing. There was a zero return on investment. No, we were spending a lot of money on ads. Yeah. Unfortunately, um, but anyway, you know, it was a left lesson. Yeah, we don't do it, and we don't. But do that's it how they get their money is through ads. Mm-hmm. So their revenue model is people buying ads, like me, like I used to do. Mm-hmm. It's like how how long till you run out of those people? Well, there's it's like new the biz- whole pyramid thing. There's it's new- like you only get you get paid. I'm sorry, you get paid money by people investing, and then you take that money that people invest and give it to the the people who originally invest, and that's the pyramid. That's the Ponzi way. There's but new how, businesses, though, that are starting up every single day. And what, but how long what, till the word gets out and that you, Facebook you, ads don't work? Well, that's the thing. I don't know if it really matters. We learned our lesson, but then the next business, every new yeah. businesses are starting every day, and the first thing they do is go to social media mm-hmm. to advertise. And, yeah, they're going to learn after you know some time. Yeah. But I don't know. I think it's going to be around for a while. If you want to follow us on Facebook, I have Tommy McElroy, MD. Then there's Echelon Health. And then there's also Tracy's on Instagram at concierge underscore medicine. I'm at Twitter at Tampa Direct Care. And there's a LinkedIn. Uh, so anyway, so for all of you joining us, if you want to learn more about the Dr. Tommy show, go to AskDrTommy.com. You can watch live. You can listen on demand or watch on demand. You can subscribe on YouTube. You can subscribe on iTunes. You can also subscribe on any of the platforms. And then if you want to come in for a visit to see us as uh, concierge medicine practice, uh, our website is tampadirectcare.com. And if you want to um, come in for a consultation, we are glad to have you. We have consultations uh, available and uh, come in and learn about what we do and learn about the difference between what we do and what some uh, other practices do, whether they're concierge medicine practices or uh, regular insurance-based practices. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Complimentary consultations. Mm, I think that's about it. So Well, but next time we come on, Christmas is going to be done and over with, you know? Oh, you're right. So Christmas is Monday. Merry Christmas to everyone. You're right. Hey, Merry Christmas to everybody. And uh, tonight's the last night of Hanukkah, as uh, I learned today on 970 WFLA, Jack okay. Harrison crew. And um, happy uh, New Year coming up. And we will be joining you from our new office shortly into the new year. And uh, that will be exciting. We are so excited to be getting a new office, one that we are going to redesign ourselves and it's going to be exciting. It's going to have a upstairs uh, lounge or something. It's going to have a movie theater up there maybe. 
little projector. It's going to have um, downstairs got a, a member area where there's a kitchen where you can help yourself. Mm-hmm. Small kitchen, kitchenette, mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. Help yourself to refreshments and food. Then we have a couple of exam rooms and it's going to be a beautiful thing. And it's on mm-hmm. uh, North Florida Avenue. If you want to learn more, go to TampaDirectCare.com and I'll show you the address. And if you want to help us, just give us a call. If there's anybody out there who is interested in learning uh, or not learning, uh, showing us your painting skills. Mm-hmm. If there's anybody interested in showing us your uh, landscaping skills, or if there's anyone interested in just coming to say hi, come on in. And uh, our contractors are there right now. Our contractors are there right now, mm-hmm. namely Berta and Mike. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you guys for joining us. Until next time, we'll see you later. Bye bye. Oh my God.